This morning I'm going to reveal a secret to you. Now it's only a secret in the sense of being something that has eluded notice. Not something that's hidden, just something that's been overlooked. But I think this secret will really speak to you. Oh, and I'm not going to apply the verse for the day until the end. I think you'll see why. Now, some people think of the church as a building. Words and common usage being what they are, that's probably natural, of course. But while the church may have buildings, the church is not the building in which it meets. The church is the people God has made alive in faith. The ones who've received the gift of grace and decided to follow Jesus. We're the church. Now, you've likely heard that before, but it's a statement that can be easy to gloss over. It's kind of like the question, will you marry me? The words themselves are simple, but the depth of what they convey is staggering. It's an offer to give everything you are and ever will be, all you have and and ever might possess to another, because you're convinced they'll cherish them. It's a proposal to intertwine your lives together in a tapestry that has yet to be fully designed. Just four words, but those four words can change your life forever. The image of a tapestry is a good one, actually, when we consider the church. Now, a tapestry is woven from two distinct parts. First, there's the warp, which is the inner core around which the other threads are woven. The warp is the foundation, tightly held strings on which the final image is built. The warp is completely covered in traditional tapestry weaving. It provides the inner structure for the weft. The warp is the necessary core, the important structure. Without it, the weft is just a jumbled mess. (laughs) The weft is woven around the warp. The weft is the yarn used to create the final image on the tapestry. Or, to be more accurate, the yarns, because multiple yarns with multiple colors and shades are needed to create the final beautiful image. The weaver selects just the right color and shade, ties it in from the bottom, pulls it through the warp to the top, in and out, out and in. The image is crafted slowly, deliberately. One day, Jesus and his disciples were speaking about what the people's understanding of him was, who the people said he was. And after some discussion, Jesus asked his disciples who they said he was. And it was Peter who replied and said, You are the Messiah the Son of the living God. When Jesus responded, he used the word church for the first time in his ministry. He said the fact that he is the Messiah would be the rock upon which he'd build his church. (laughs) He actually called it my church. It's his. It's built upon him. It's built by him. How the Lord Jesus builds his church is the operational question. In our communion, the C-E-E-C dot church, we would say that there are four key elements he uses. These four elements 
are the warp of the tapestry, providing the inner structure. Sacrament is the first and core element, the first warp, if you will. The worship order in heaven is sacramental, according to what God himself told Moses up on the mountain. Moses was not to deviate from the pattern shown to him on the mountain because it was based on the true tabernacle in heaven. The warp of the sacraments reveals the presence of God through apostolic order, liturgy and rites, symbolism and signs, well-established orthodoxy, the leadership role of bishops as the apostles appointed them, and an historic and apostolic view of the church. We receive the sacramental sign of baptism as a seal of his ownership. We abide in Christ by sharing in his body and blood through the sacramental table. Jesus was sacramental. Judaism, as it was in the time of Herod's temple and as it remains even today after its destruction, is a sacramental religion. Moreover, the sacramental and liturgical elements which have carried over into the Christian expression, the vestments, the liturgical modalities of prayer, the seasonal observances of specific feasts, these were prescribed and ordained by none other than God the Father himself. And not only that, but we can clearly see from the book of Revelation that these elements continue to play a part in our future worship in heaven, which demonstrates that God has not abandoned his love of things sacramental to reflect his glory. Scripture is the second element, our second warp. Because the new covenant is revealed in the scriptures is the reason we exist on earth. The scriptures call us to be evangelical. This warp emphasizes salvation by grace through faith in the atoning and victorious death and resurrection of Jesus. It calls for personal conversion, public baptism, It calls for personal conversion, public baptism, recognizing the authority of Scripture, and a transformed life. A defining ministry characteristic is the responsibility of each follower of Jesus in the proclamation of the gospel. Jesus was evangelical. His kingdom message was unmistakably based on an appeal to the Scriptures and a need for spiritual rebirth. Jesus insisted to Nicodemus, you must be born again. Spirit is the third warp of this heavenly tapestry. His Holy Spirit empowers the life and worship of his church through the free expression of the gifts he gives us. The person of the Holy Spirit, especially seen and, and visibly demonstrated in expressive praise, miraculous signs and wonders, the powerful, practical teaching and manifestations of life in the Spirit. These are the mark of the New Testament view of the church, a defining ministry characteristic 
is the supernatural ministry of the gospel, emphasizing personal experience with God through his word and power. Jesus was charismatic. The Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form when he was baptized by John, as Matthew, Mark, and Luke all bear witness. It was Jesus, after all, who walked through the wall of the upper room in Jerusalem and instructed those gathered there to be filled with the Holy Spirit. If you remove his use of the miraculous spiritual gifts from the pages of the four Gospels, <laughs> you're left with an empty shell of a message, not a powerful vehicle of transformational impact. Service is the fourth and final warp providing inner structure for the weft. All that God has done for us has been done to enable us. His Spirit empowers us and sends us into the world. His scriptures provide the message we carry, that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. And his sacraments establish the basis of his ministry to the body. Jesus taught that he came to serve, not to be served. He called his church to express his love by the way they served. And around these four warps are woven you and I, expressing the love of Christ within us. It's diversity that makes the tapestry beautiful. A tapestry of a single color is, is boring. The weft fills in the spaces around the warp. Different yarns passing in and out, up and down, now seen, then not as they pass underneath the image. As we fill in the spaces between the warp with our service to God, the tapestry comes together. Our participation in the sacraments our expressions of his gospel, our employment of the gifts of his spirit, all fill in the gaps between the strands of the warp as the picture takes shape. Our lives, you and I, fill in the gap and, and make up what is lacking in the ministry and afflictions of Christ. Lacking only in that Jesus himself left the majority of the world unreached by his personal ministry choosing instead to use our hands and feet and voices to finish the task. We are his body. The tapestry is his masterpiece. Yet at, at this stage, we only see the tapestry from our side, not his. <laughs> On this side of heaven, though, we stand behind the tapestry and just... We see the, the knotted ends and the frayed edges of the image that God is creating. If we could get on the other side, see the top of the tapestry, we'd see an incredible image of absolute beauty. But we live on the underside, where painful circumstances and God's purposes often remain unclear. God's tapestries being woven together with both light and dark colors Moments that are joyful and sometimes sorrowful. In fact, if we can make out a picture at all when looking at the wrong side of a tapestry, it's often totally ambiguous. 
there's usually just a, a lot of loose ends and, and knots and meaningless elements. In fact, two people looking at the same tangle behind a masterpiece might think they see totally different things. Today's verse says, we adore you as the one who is over all things. Our God is over everything. He's the artisan on the other side of the tapestry. He sees the picture. We see knots and strings of yarn. The story is told of a girl who went outside at night and was looking up at the stars. Her father came out to join her. And as he arrived, the girl said, what we can see of God's creation is so beautiful and amazing. I wonder what it looks like from the right side. The secret I want to reveal to you this morning is this. The final image on the right side of the tapestry is Christ. Christ displayed in every moment of ministry woven through the top of the tapestry, seen through his body. Christ seen in the balance and diversity of everyone through every age he has ever used. Christ expressed in the Eucharist that we've shared. Christ demonstrated to a lost world through the power of the Holy Spirit in us. Christ felt in every act of love and service his church has given. The final image on the right side of the tapestry is Christ. So you may wonder, if you look at the tapestry that is the church and, and see it filled with threads wrapped around sacrament and scripture and spirit and service, what could possibly be missing? Well, here's a two-letter clue as I spell out the word church. C H C H. -H. 